Hey, everybody, and welcome to Dice on 20. Yay! Woo. Welcome, everybody, and this is session three. Woo! Well, hey. My name's Liz. I'm going to be your dungeon master, and I am sitting here with Katie, the professor who likes shrooms, and Ryan, Billiam Bad Boy Stealing Children'son, and Mike. Uh, Seamus McFadden, uh, who apparently is a bad bard and can't convince anyone of anything. And Dylan. Stinger, I've got a hangover. Uh, welcome back, guys. We're so happy to have you here. Let's get a little recap for those of you who missed out on last session. Uh, last session, we saw the professor and Seamus speaking with Calixo, the bartender. They were given some information on where to find their friends that were recently kidnapped. They went over and rented some sand kites and headed down to the strip. They stole a bag of drugs and gold, found a note inside for a pickup from the mayor. There they went over to the White Hatter, a classy piano bar where they just couldn't fit in. They were quickly apprehended and thrown in a cage with children. We saw Stinger and Billiam Williamson taken to the base by Tony on a flying horse named Buttercup. There they met Sandra, his ex, the love affair gone wrong, and the boss offered them a deal to go free. All they had to do was pick up a package. They traveled over to the White Hatter, met up with their friends, took them out of cages along with some children, and now they're on their way back. A quick info dump of what went down with each other, and we pull up onto the base where the boss is slowly clapping with a carriage full of children, a tied-up professor in Seamus, and Billiam and Stinger driving a cart. And Sandra is still there. All right, all right, that makes sense. Everybody good? Everybody good? Uh, Stinger, that was a little a little weird, I suppose. Uh, but, you know, I guess do what you gotta do. I, I mean, sorry, trying. Nope, no, no, that's, that's quite all right. My plan didn't work, but I thanks for all the help. I, that's 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 all right. Uh, my my plan earlier didn't either. Hmm. What do you think, Sandra? I mean, I I mean, we're here. We got the package back, and we're gonna go free. So I don't really see the problem here. Our plan went perfect. We were supposed to go, pick them up, come back. We did that. How do you know we're gonna go free? Because that was the deal we made. I told you, I have been arrested by them at least three times. Yeah, but you're still here. Yeah, because I keep coming back. I keep fucking up. I don't know. It's really their fault. They keep giving me jobs. They shouldn't do that. This is on them. You're, you're not selling a hard case there, Sandra. <laughs> she believe in yourself a little more. Thank you. Well, Tony never tells me nice things like that. She's going to lay a hand on your shoulder and just really look at you for a second. That's my spoon. I completely, it goes way over my head. Uh, you guys are pulling up. There is a slow clap building. Uh, the boss is standing there. He looks at you, he looks at the cart, and he looks at the men around him. There are probably five or six guards that are along the fence wall where you guys are pulling in through the gate. And he has like a henchman that's kind of near him. Maybe looks like a butler, could just be that annoying servant guy that follows him around trying to like brown nose his way up the ranks. And he's going to dismiss them all. He sends the people on the fence inside. He sends his servant man away. And he waits a few minutes to make sure everybody's gone. You see him kind of, he's standing looking at you, but his eyes are doing that shifting thing where you can tell he's scanning a room and he stops. He looks back right at the card and he's going to go, I think I owe you an explanation. I got your package. I think you do. And let me tell you one thing. Nothing is going to happen to these kids. I swear, I, I'll get out of this and I will stop it. <laughs> Okay, big boy. Just come inside. How's you that? can untie them, by the way. And he kind of looks over to Billiam and uh, Stinger and just kind of nods towards the professor and Seamus. And he is going to turn around and just walk up. And then he stops. He's at like the bottom of some stairs. He walks up. He stops at the top. He kind of cocks a head over his shoulder and looks at Sandra and goes, Bring the kids inside as well. He's going to look behind him, nod his head one last time, and disappear into the foyer of his house. You see Sandra hops off the cart. She starts ushering the kids down out of the back, and she's kind of lining them up a little bit, making sure none of them are tied or anything. They're all okay. She kind of gives them all a reassuring little pat on the back, and she's going to try to start leading them up the stairs into the house. All right. All right. Stinger, can you get me out of this? Sure. I'll, I'll grab your ropes for you, man. Thanks. Thanks. You can mm. tie me with these anytime. Uh, 
Maybe later. Maybe later. Okay. I give him a scornful look while I go and untie the professor's binds. All right. Um, I think, I think we need to we need to follow him there. But uh, we we definitely need a plan of how we're going to. Uh, we we need to set these kids free. Maybe we should just you know be on our guard. All right. Let's be prepared. I mean, I th- but I, I, maybe I th- let's go see what he has to say. I think I, I don't. We don't really know what he's gonna do. Uh, that's that's true. That's true. All right, let's go upstairs. Mm-hmm. All right, lead the way. All right. All right, you guys walk up these stairs. You walk into the front. Um, as you get inside, Sandra is also bringing the kids in, and. Once all of you have entered the front door, the front door shuts. And you don't see anybody who shut it. It seems to have magically shut on its own. You are in a foyer. Unlike the rest of the base in the surrounding area, this is a house of luxury. There is a marble staircase that goes up the center of the room that leads to a second floor that has a hallway branching to the left and the right. There are portraits hanging along the wall where there is also a large fireplace that is currently lit. Although it doesn't seem to be making the house any warmer because it is a little cold in here. What do you guys want to do? Look, guys, I'm smoking. You can see my breath. <sighs> oh, it is a little <laughs> bit chilly in here, but uh, where did where, where did he go? You think he went upstairs? Oh, possibly. Do we, uh, yeah, do we see him anywhere? Or? You guys look around. There doesn't seem to be anybody in here. And actually, you, you see Sandra kind of ushering the kids down a hallway. There's a door on the right-hand side of the room, and she's kind of ushering them through that door, it looks like, down a hallway. Sandra? Uh, yeah? Where are you going? Oh, I'm, I'm bringing the kids to a safe space. How do you know? I mean, you've been here, I guess, a numerous amounts of time, so... We've been over this a lot of times. All right, but how do you know where the kids go? This isn't my first time picking up kids. What do you guys should we should we go just with her? Just wait here. He'll be right back. All right. He probably just wants to get mm. a drink. Where 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 are you taking the children? They're safe, guys. She's gonna just kind of turn and walk back through the door. She doesn't really stick around to give you any more of an explanation. Did she sound like she was telling the truth when she said that? Roll an insight check for me. Can more people roll an insight check? Two people can roll an insight check because mm-hmm. two a, people asked. Professor, go ahead. I got a thirteen. Uh, 13. All right, let me just give me a second here. Oh, I mean, I got four. a Four. Four? Four. <laughs> what did you get? Uh, I got a 14. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said 30 for a second. I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I thought I would get it by you. <laughs> um, she, the professor has no idea. Um, you're still, you're just coming down off your high. So like, she could have been telling the truth. She totally could have been lying to you. She's kind of a bitch. You don't really like her anyway. So who knows? Uh, although Billiam, you've spent a lot of time with Sandra. You guys have really started to build this relationship together. She's, you, you think she's being truthful for you. We have a strong relationship of friendship. You have a very strong platonic relationship. Mm -hmm. You guys stick around here for a little bit. Um, maybe another two to three minutes max. And down this center staircase, you see the mayor. And he is dressed entirely different. His once longer black greasy hair is now tied up into like this little man bun ponytail on the back of his head. Very neatly brushed down. Um, he's in, instead of the same... <sighs> He was in like these raggedy kind of working clothes earlier, and now he is dressed in a nice suit. He has on a tie. He he looks very put together right Ooh now. La la. You think he's gonna... yeah? He's kind of hot. Ah. He's you... hot and like that. I'm a bad boy, but I can get cleaned up when I need to. So like he still's got some scars and stuff, Ooh. but he's he's looking good. Like your like like your classic Bond villain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's you a sexy he's gonna... Bond villain. <laughs> you think he's gonna invite me to dinner? I, uh, I put my hand up in the air and go, hello. <laughs> in one hand, he is holding a glass. It looks like it's filled with some sort of either ale or whiskey or not really sure what he's drinking, but it looks like a sipping alcohol. And he is going to walk down the staircase, come in front of you guys and go, I think I owe you all a conversation, definitely an explanation, but I hope that we can have a conversation and explore some topics together. If you wouldn't mind following me, I have a dining room with some food set up for you. And he looks right at Singer and he goes, and plenty of ale available, even some harder stuff if you'd like. Mmm, sounds tasty. His voice has changed. It is now softer. He's speaking much more eloquently. He is looking at you 
in a way that almost uh, shows a kindness that you weren't really privy to earlier. And one odd thing is that you don't see anybody else in this house. There's no servants. There are no guards. You don't see anybody cleaning or wiping. You don't even really even hear anybody. It's very quiet, minus Sandra, the children, and the mayor. He leads you to a door on your left. As you walk through, you enter a giant dining room. This room is much larger than the four you were just in. There is a very large wooden table there with about 12 chairs per side, and then two head, almost thrones, really. They're very large dining chairs. There is a buffet spread on one table against a wall, and there's food covering the dining table in front of you. And you see that there is a plate in front of the throne where he takes his seat, and then there are chairs on either side of him for you guys to sit in. The plates are already set up. There's already some food on them. Uh, please, have a seat. I call the other chair. I call the other big chair. I run <laughs> down to the other end. You are a considerable distance away. You are 12 chairs in another direction away. But you can sit there if you want. All right, I'm here, guys. Uh, yeah, you yell from the other end of the table. And can someone just- pass the salt? He looks at you and just kind of shakes his head a little bit and goes, I don't think he'll need an explanation anyways. I don't know if he'd understand it. <laughs> uh, and he's just going to, he takes a bottle of ale and he's going to slide it down the table and it very smoothly glides down and lands directly in front of you. Almost like a magic trick. Ooh, look mm. at this. Um, Swig. I will uh, sit near him, but maybe like a seat away and uh, take my uh, notepad out and prepare to take notes. Please, please, yes, sit. Uh, Notes is fine if you think you need them. Uh, And he looks at Seamus and he goes, Sir, I am sorry I can tell that you are quite upset and I apologize for the crude insults earlier, but please have a seat and I'm I'm sure that we can discuss everything you need to know. I will take a seat when you tell me what has happened to those children. The children will be... There... It is a very long backstory, but I will give you the short answer. They will either be returned to their homes or they will be placed in the care of new homes. And I can explain why, but it is a rather long story. If you'd like to stand the entire time, you are more than welcome to. But it's probably best if you just sit and eat. I have a question. Yes, of course. What happened to their parents? Some of them, their parents are alive and well and fine, and that's who they'll be returned to. Some of their parents might have been killed, and some of their parents are horrible people. Hmm. I promise there is a great explanation. Seamus, you should probably just sit down. Should I get you a box? No, that'll be all right. All right. Uh, Seamus, as you go to sit in one of the chairs, the chair just kind of rises up a little bit, and you are now even and level with everybody else. Um, Everyone takes a seat, and he begins... I I don't know how much you may have heard of me. Um, I am cursed, as you have probably assumed. Uh, I don't like to turn into a beast, but I have an exterior to maintain. I rule now by fear. It works well, but I also get a lot of things done this way. Are any of you familiar with this area? You have a really nice house. Thank you. <laughs> kind of yells down the table and then shakes his head. Can't say I am. I raise my glass. <laughs> I've been around. I'm not terribly familiar. Well, outside of the strip, there is a tomb, which I presume is where you were headed. That's where most adventurers head. Um, not many people know that on the other side of that tomb, there is a tribe of lizard folk. We call them a tribe because they are uncivilized. They worship a deity, one who they believe demands sacrifices, children sacrifices. I swear to unholy. We do not sacrifice the children. Seamus, talk. We go and rescue the children who are sent to be sacrificed, some by their own parents, which is why they will not be returned to them. Although most are kidnapped from tourists on the Strip. Why are the people on the Strip trying to kidnap the children for this tribe? 
No, no, the tribe will come to the strip and take the children. Mm, okay. People don't see these lizard folk? Well, the problem is that lizard folk have civilizations all over us. Mm. Some of them are integrated into our culture and society, and they are here. They run businesses, and then there are the outlying tribes, and there's not much that we can do about them. So We can't right out destroy them. They are very difficult to find, and every time we do think that we annihilate one, a new tribe seems to pop up. We've been doing our best to manage, but right now the best we can do is try to save as many of the children as possible. So how can we help? I'll get there. All right. right. No, no. It's a good question. The children who were taken from their parents, we do our best to return them to their parents. The problem is that these lizard folk also work with another We'll call it organization. Um, and you can see he's thinking about how to choose his next words carefully. Not everybody who presents themselves as a decent group of people who do well and are charitable have the best of intentions. And so some of the children who are saved, and he kind of does like air quotes. <laughs> don't end up where they should be and never seem to quite make it home. I just have one more question. Yes. Uh, What's with the horse? Oh, Buttercup? Yeah. He doesn't actually eat the flesh of children. He told me he did. Yes, he told you he did. He eats chicken. He's not very wise. I mean, he was pulling us around in a cart because we said we were behind him. Exactly. So... Part of me being able to save these children is portraying a exterior of fear. People fear me. They don't question what I do. They don't come in and interrogate us. We kind of run the strip in a way that makes it so our private business stays private. So no that one you thinks. Operate. So then, why right. are there people on spikes outside? Believe it or not, most of those were necromancy gone bad. You just... We raised the dead, they died again, they didn't quite make it back, and what's more intimidating than a dead head on a spike? Mm, a a, a live fair. head on a spike? If we could make them yell, then I mean, that really, that would be a good one. That might be annoying, though. It, it, it might it might sell, yes, might sell the point. I. All right, I... I promise you, the children are going to be safe. Who's, uh, who's Sandra? Honestly, I think she was a friend of Tony's at one point. She just keeps coming around. And like sometimes, don't don't get me wrong, sometimes she does wonderful things. Sometimes she's very good with the kids. They like her. She does a great job at getting them home. She even lets us hide some of them in the brothel at times because they have so many unopened rooms that if people start getting suspicious here, even Tony doesn't know what's going on. He's an idiot. He'd tell everybody. The only people who know about this are me, a very few select people that I've hired to help, and Sandra. The less people who know about an operation, the better. That's how things get done and things stay quiet. Then why tell us? Because I need your help. And here it comes. You don't have to. It is up to you. No, I think I, I, think I believe what you're saying. Um, if it... you do not, I have an alternative. If it would make you feel better. And he, he kind of pulls out a decanter. That's filled with a purpley liquid. I have a bit of a truth serum here. It was a plain potion that we've imbued with the uh, truth circle spell. Or circle of truth. I am willing to drink it. And everyone here can or cannot partake if they choose. And we can, like I said, have an open conversation. Uh, uh, can I roll an insight check? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that is a 12. He, he seems like he's being genuine in his offer and what he's saying. You're not entirely sold on it. You don't know this man. He has openly just told you that he lies to a lot of people. So I guess there's nothing convincing you that he's not lying to you, but he seems genuine in his words. I think, I think I'm all set. I don't, I don't think that I need 
any sort of assurances. I, I, I'm, I'm worried. I was worried about the children. The children are okay. I can show you their quarters after if you'd like. We can take a tour of my home. I, I would like that. Yes, of course. Can I try some of the purple liquid? Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> mm. uh, I, I'm not going to be rude. I will take it with you. I'm never going to give somebody truth serum and not take it myself. Uh. I would like to let you know, though, that normally when somebody casts a truth spell on you, you have the opportunity to try to kind of trick the effects and roll to save yourself against. But uh, with the serum, you do not. So if you take it, you will have to tell the truth. Okay, I'll take it. He gets out two tiny little crystal glasses and he pours a little tiny, like maybe two sips for himself and two sips for you. And again, he takes it, goes to the edge of the table and is going to slide it down the table to you. And he just kind of raises it up almost like a cheers. And then he swigs it back. Um, okay. Well, I like your hair. Thank, thank. <laughs> I, I would like to remind you that you don't have to speak. I just... You just can't lie. I, I, I just Thank thought. you, though. Thank you. <laughs> I try to be kempt when I can. Uh, to be honest, I am very glad to hear that the kids are going to be okay. We were trying to come up with a whole, a whole plan, and uh, this uh, means I don't have to plan anything. So, thank you. No, no worries. I understand. I, I have to be honest with you. Now that I've had this, um, and I guess. It works well. You won't know that I'm lying to you anyways, or I'm. you will know that I'm not lying to you, I guess is how I should have worded that. He He's starting to get flustered. You can see it in his face. He's kind of gotten a little red. He seems to kind of be fidgeting a little bit with some of the food that's on this plate. He, he stops and looks at the professor and goes, I couldn't help but notice in the bar during that fight that you have an amulet that you wear. Yes? Do you, do you remember where you got it? I found it in some research that I have done, and then I went and found it. Yes, uh, of course. Um, did you, did you find it in the tomb or was it outside? Do you remember? I used to live in the woods. <laughs> I believe it was in the tomb. You, you have every right to be reserved. It's okay. Um. That's what I figured you would have found it. I I was cursed in that tomb by an object bearing the same insignia. And I can only imagine that you must also carry with you some sort of, we'll call it enhanced abilities, if we should. Hmm. My I, dad's dead. I, I must remind you that you do not have to speak. <laughs> I like the ale. I'm so glad. <laughs> he turns back. He just he just kind of turns to Stinger and he's like waiting. It's like anything else. And then when he thinks that there's been enough silence, he kind of turns back to the professor. I ate grass once. Stinger, we're trying to have a moment here. And I just, I turn and look at him, give him some serious death glare, and then look back at the um, mayor. Uh, Stinger, is it? Yes, hello. Although I know that's not your real name, um, and I think it's you you would not like your friends to know your real name, hence you have not disclosed that information to them. Maybe it'd be best if you let me finish my conversation while you and somebody else had a conversation? And he kind of glances at Billiam and Seamus like, one of you two, go talk to your friend in a quiet whisper, please. I, uh, I go pull uh, Stinger aside to go talk to him. Your touch is very sensual. I blush. <laughs> <laughs> now then. I I myself have put it on my list of to-dos to go back into the tomb because I've heard that there is not necessarily a cure for any abilities that you may have gained, but there are other things there, whether they be artifacts or spells or scrolls that you might find that can help you control or enhance your enhanced abilities. If you were already going into the tomb, I just wanted to pass along some words of wisdom that 
keep on the lookout for anything that matches your insignia because it may very well help you. Thank you. Although you may also come out with extra things that you did not mean to go in with. It is quite a double-edged sword. Last time I went into the tomb, I left with half of what I came in with. Well, that'll happen. I need to go pee-pee. Stinger, let's, let's sit in the corner and uh, we'll, we'll, we, we can get you a bath. We'll actually, actually, Billiam, Bil- is it? Yes. <coughs> Why yes. don't you take him to the rest area or rest rooms? Uh, if you're going to go down the hole to the left there, and he points kind of back out where you guys came. Mm-hmm. Just take a left underneath the staircase. There's a privy and a room there, and you can just take him and take him. I I take furious notes as he gives me the directions, even though it's clearly obvious where he's telling me to go. And then I uh, I help Stinger out the door. <laughs> Perfect. I... Now that he is gone, he looks at Seamus and the professor really quickly and goes, Your friend Billiam, the mission that I'm about to send you on is going to have large impacts on him. There's not much I can say, as I do not like to tell other people's personal, intimate histories, but just be aware that what I am sending you to do might cause him to do something that could be detrimental to yourself or your party. Excuse me? People act in weird ways. Part of, part of what I do requires me to be well-connected. I am in many organizations. There are a lot of us undercover, underground, hidden away. We're trying to make the world a better place, but there are many shadow governments and things going on that you all don't 100% know about, and that's okay. You'll, you'll get there if you so choose. And again, you don't have to take this responsibility, but Billiam has some family on the inside that I don't think he's aware of, and if he were to find out, it could cause him to make Decisions that might not be in the interest of you or your party. Well. But I give you this knowledge so at least you have a heads up of what you're going into. Well, I appreciate uh, giving us the heads up then, I suppose. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, it looks like you've, you've come back from the bathroom already. Did you find everything okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, Stinger, uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't hold a lot in him. Uh, the guy. I need to plug my pants down completely when I pee. Stinger, you don't need to tell them that. I cannot tell a lie. But you don't have to tell them anything, though. Uh, yes. How about another glass of ale? Okay. He he gives you a very large glass and hopes that the more in your mouth, the less you can say. Oh, that's oh, true. Fucking harsh. I just... Oh, oh no, no. I, there I, are I always get it. people that you just can't with. I get it. Uh, let, me, let me show you the children. Uh, please. Have you all had your fill of food? I know that we've done more, a lot of talking. Um, please, if you'd like to eat for a few minutes and then meet me back out in the foyer. And he he gets up and he's going to walk out into the foyer. Oh, you know, that that might be pretty good. Might be pretty good. Uh, what, what have we got here? He leans back a little bit too and just kind of yells back. The potion wears off in about two more minutes. It's not a very long lasting one. Stinger, quickly. Uh, you have to tell the truth. Do you actually like the big spoon, or do you only like to be the little spoon? Little spoon! I'm glad I got this information. With 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 an ale in one hand and a drumstick in the other, I slap my drumstick against a stick of butter. And I walk out the door. Uh, you guys eat. <laughs> you follow Stinger out into the foyer. Uh, he is there waiting for you. Well, I'm glad that you've got your fill of food. Would you like to see where the children are kept at this point? Please, please. Of Do you course. have a swimming pool in here? That potion definitely wore off by now. That's and just the a question. answer is no. Oh. He kind of collects himself. You see a deep breath in, deep sigh out. He's going to lead you to the right down that hallway where Sandra went. Echo. There is no echo oh. in this room. You walk down the stairs, and as you're walking down these stairs, you get to this very bright lit room. There are little balls of light that are floating amongst the ceiling, and some of them are in different colors. Uh, it's kind of shining this rainbowy pattern onto the ground, and you see that there are beds set up with a little fireplace going. There's rustic-looking like wooden blocks and toys and stuff on the floor. There are kids, either some are sleeping, some are playing, and you see Sandra's down there, and there's about ten kids down here. 
Uh, oh, hi, guys. Uh, I take it that you got all the information you needed? I get very close to Sandra, and I'm like, we're in. Oh. We got the deets. Oh, I'm so happy. Okay, well, I'm glad that you guys know why I wanted to take these kids so bad. <laughs> I'm not an awful person. Sandra, let me let me uh, apologize for uh, for the way I acted. No, no, you thought kids would be a murdered. I would have done the same thing. It's okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I had uh, been dreading that for, for quite some time, yes. And uh, I'm happy to see that we don't need to put a stop to anything here. No, no worries. I'm uh, I'm actually going to be leaving in the morning. I'm taking six of these kids back to Velohaven, and uh, the other four are going to be sitting here looking for a permanent home, so... These ones are all gone. Most of these are getting home, which is lovely. It's very, it's very good. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for, for turning out to be good. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, this, uh, this clears up about two weeks of suspense. I really appreciate it. You see the mayor is going to turn around and goes, All right, well, this is, you can see they're okay. They're fine. Now I have... A, a task, if you would, if you think you're up for it, or you're you're welcome to go to the tomb if you'd like. This doesn't. This isn't urgent. So you're, you have some time to kill before then. But it's just kind of something to keep your eye on, I suppose. I'll. Uh, I th- I think we'll we'll hear you out to then. I suppose. I've always wanted a kid. I pat one on the head. Stinger, you can't keep one. All right. The the truth serum's worn off, bud. I I'm just saying. I've always wanted a kid. Well, that's maybe, fair. Maybe, maybe someday. Mm-hmm. You can't have one of these. Why not? That's, that'd be a good, nice thing to do. Stinger, we're going around killing people, doing stuff, adventuring. Uh, not yes. the best place for raising kids. You see one yes. of the kids comes up with a sword and goes, I love to kill! <laughs> oh, uh, are you... Some, some good life lessons are, there, are, I guess. Are you, are you sure there, little little one? My parents were adventurers. Uh, yes, and and uh, while the adventuring lifestyle might... Uh... He whacks you on the head with the wood sword because you're his height. Ooh. Oh, good one, good one. I, I, I go and grab Seamus and uh, kind of lead him to the ground and be like, my friend, <laughs> I, yeah, he's I, gone. I, I, I definitely, uh, uh, I'll, I'll definitely play dead. Uh, you play dead and he just stands there and goes, ha ha, and then turns around and kind of walks away. Oh, was uh, was was trying to to put a little bit of a uh, possibly a life lesson in there in uh, in permanency of of your actions, but uh, I don't think he got it. No, nope, might have just reinforced some things there that uh, might not be might not be wonderful. Yeah, I thought if he saw that I was sad, he would uh, he would he would feel bad. But uh, he he was very proud of what he did, and he left. Yeah, he really didn't care, did he? He really enjoyed that. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, just went, yeah, just went straight in. <laughs> like father, like son. No stinger. No oh, stinger. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, if you all want to meet me upstairs again, we can have a conversation uh, about what the task I'm going to give you, and then I can loan you maybe a cart or some sort of transportation if you'll be needing it. Buttercup? I'm afraid. You know what, actually? It might be good for that horse to get out of here. Remember, it's chicken. He eats. He thinks it's children's flesh. I don't know why. Hmm. Well, odd. We'll do our best. But a horse eating chicken is still unusual, is it not? Tony feeds him what he finds, and the horse just kind of got attached to it. Brilliant. We tried to get him to eat apples and oats and things of that nature for quite a while, and it just doesn't sit with him anymore. Billiam, you got anything in that fanny pack of the nature? I, I have a surprising amount of oats, but it sounds like that's not... While you would think this would be the perfect item for the situation, it apparently is not. I hand, I hand Billy in my drumstick and just to put in his fanny pack. This is all greasy. Now I gotta get a Ziploc and, like, and put it in there. You pull a Ziploc bag out of your fanny pack, <laughs> put a drumstick in, and then put it back in the fanny pack. <laughs> um, well, uh, yes, just, just follow me back up, please. And he's going to walk back to the foyer. I'm assuming you all meet him there. Yes, yes. You're all there. And he looks at you and goes, Well, like I said, this doesn't necessarily have a time constraint on it, so you're welcome to do this whenever you please. But there is another group known as the White Dove Organization. They are a very religious group. 
and they tend to run kind of in the Velo Haven circle, which I know some of you are from and you might be familiar with. Uh, they facade themselves as good people. They look as though they are doing well and charitable and belong to a religious organization that worships the god of light and wellness. They do not. And we have gotten many reports that they are transporting children not to orphanages and better homes, but instead to camps located in secret places. What they're doing with these children in these camps, we don't know. But it can't be good. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine so. We've also heard rumors of human trafficking. Again, for what purposes, we don't exactly know. Is that where a guy stands in the middle of an intersection and directs people going on their carts and such? Not quite so innocuous, no. Well, I mean, yes, that, that is, we do have a job role for that. I think it is listed under human trial. And you can see he's like questioning maybe the validity of that job title now. <laughs> maybe we need to revisit that. <laughs> we, we do have people on the strip directing traffic and most of it is human and we do call it the human trap. You know what? Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Pedestrian mover. We're going to revisit that. Uh, hmm. You have my vote. Thank you. I'm not running for anything, but I appreciate it. Stinger for council. <laughs> I we don't have a council here. We fresh out of council. Probably a good idea. Um, you see that behind him is a portrait on the wall of the council of the strip. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's that? That's a family portrait. Is your last name Council? Yes, yes, <laughs> Mayor Council. It's very regal. Hmm. Hmm. all right makes sense yeah (laughs) yes yes that's why yes uh so about this white dove yes really business in velo haven if you happen to make your way back to velo haven uh we would just we have somebody there on the inside they go by the name jay it is a code name if you Hmm. could Locate Jay and get any information and then send us a letter back. That'd be great. We haven't been receiving any of their communication, and I'm afraid their mail is being flagged. Bellow Haven is one to do that. We haven't received word from him in a while, and I just, A, want to confirm that he is alive, and B, would love to get any information from him that he has for us. And, sorry, you said that he's on the inside of the White Doves? Yes. I see, I see. He made his way into the organization about two years ago. All right. Uh, you know, I, I think I think that sounds good to me. Uh, after we had a, uh, you know, we, we can probably get up to that after we're uh, uh, out of the tomb. I mean, you're here. It would be a waste of a trip if you didn't at least visit the tomb. I understand that. And again, it's not, it's not top priority. If he's dead, then you don't need to rush there. There's nothing you're going to get. And if he's not, then I assume that He'll still be alive when you make it. If he hasn't died yet, he's probably good. Hmm. Oh, good attitude, Dav. Good attitude, Dav. Well, they're pretty good at seeking out intruders, and usually if you make it past six months, you've earned enough trust that you're okay. Hmm. They run a very tight ship there, very secretive. All right. Well, I will leave you with that information. It is getting dark. Well, it is dark. It is going to be morning soon. You're welcome to stay in some of the rooms that I have here upstairs. I just ask that you stay out of the right wing. But up the stairs to your left, you will find a couple of bedrooms, and you're welcome to stay in them for the night, or the remainder of the night. Well, Mr. Mayor, uh, I think on behalf of my friends and I here, uh, I think I speak for everybody when I say thank you for your hospitality and uh, openness. What's your real name? Good night, son. Okay. And he kind of pats you on the back. He walks up the stairs, and he walks down the right hallway. What do you guys want to do? Well, I think think we'll still... I mean, what do you guys think about still heading to the tomb uh, in the morning? And 
then, as as the good fellow mentioned, we can head back to Velohaven. Uh, I guess, Billiam and Professor, do you know anything about this white dove business? Yeah, I think they're a uh, they're like a religious organization. They collect donations. They use it for charity. I don't fully understand who they're worshiping or anything necessarily, or like all the scripture, but like they seem to help out a lot of Bellow even. Hmm. I don't like them. No, you, why not? You, you know me being a professor. I like learning about different religions and cultures and that kind of things. Every time I've tried to talk to them, they always talk about their sun god, but they never name their sun god, and they never go into details about this god. And it, to me, it's just... Doesn't feel right. Shady. Yeah. Shady, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, they do a lot of good work for the city and charity and whatnot. So, like, you know, let them live their lives, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it does make a ton of sense, but... Yes, but I suppose if that's hiding ulterior motives that are not uh, very moral, then... Yeah, something... Hmm. I don't know what it is, but something is off with them. I don't I don't trust it. Okay. okay. I mean, maybe, but, like, we were... We literally thought we were in a child trafficking arena, and this it's actually true. an orphanage. You know, true. Health organization. Yeah. So true. Uh, I feel like then thinking the charity is the child trafficking ring all along seemed a little bit of a jump. Yeah, we may, we may just be we may just be seeing evil where uh, where there is no evil, but uh, I I think the the connectedness of what the mayor was just talking about. Uh, hmm. I, I think. If it's not outright evil, then there may be more hidden beneath the surface than than mm-hmm. what is what is you know portrayed openly. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about uh, heading down to the tomb tomorrow? Getting some rest. Yeah. Sounds like a solid plan. Stinger. I'm sleepy. Oh, I am too. I am too. It has been quite a. Uh quite a couple of days this is true all right all right well you guys can head up to the left and go into the bedrooms if you'd like yes yes i'll uh i'll, I'll respect his wishes billion big spoon fine yeah <laughs> i say fine and like roll my eyes but like clearly i'm fine with it <laughs> Um, there are four different bedrooms, although only three of them are being occupied tonight. You guys wake up in the morning, and the mayor is nowhere to be found. Sandra's nowhere to be found. Some of the children are still there. Others have left. Uh, you go down into the foyer, and you can smell this delicious food kind of wafting from the dining area. And if you guys walk in there, you will see that there is a table set with some breakfast pastries, there are different meats and eggs and toast and juices laid out for you. The kids are kind of eating at the table, the four that are left. Um, you're welcome to grab some food before you go if you'd like. Oh, I'd always heard of the Continental. Don't think I've ever <laughs> had one, though. Everybody roll me a perception check. That's only a ten. Eight. Twenty-three. Oh, oh goodness. Six. Uh, Seamus, you're the only one to catch it. You would have missed it if you weren't so focused on this continental breakfast <laughs> that you see there where the throne chair is, there is a little note that says, to my team. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go and pick up the note. Yeah, you pick it up and it just says, uh, sorry, I had to leave town so quickly. Please enjoy breakfast and feel free to stay if you need. The children are being taken care of, so you don't need to worry about them. Oh, hey, Tobias. How are you, buddy? I pat the kid on the head that I talked to yesterday. He stabbed you with a fork. <laughs> Ow, man. Ow. Why did you, why, Damn it. Why did you call him Tobias? That's what I named him. You don't did get you, to name he, kids that are already Stinger, born. Yes, he, he likely... Ha- did you ask him what his name is? No, you're right. I didn't. Uh, well, I mean... Maybe that's you why can, he stabbed. You can perhaps give him a nickname, but... Uh, Tobias, what's your name? Sklofel. Kazunheit? Stabs you again with a fork. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. One more time. It's it's an early morning. Skolofal. Skolofal? Yes. Oh, nice. I like that name. It's a nice name. Thank you. Well, that's that's very nice, Stinger. Do you want a cinnamon roll? I grabbed I grab two. 
He looks down at his plate that is literally just filled with food and goes, no, I'm okay. All righty. How, how, um, how about a nail? Stinger. You can't no. give ale to no. children. All right, all right. No, no, no. His eyes go huge. <laughs> it's like you offered him candy. Like father, like son. No. Oh, no. Uh, Bob catchphrase. As this is going on, uh, you continue reading down this list or this note, and he says, Seamus, as all of this is going on, you continue reading the note left for you guys, and down at the bottom, you notice it says, P.S., if you need it, there is a cart and a horse outside. I apologize. I could not get Buttercup. Ah, well, I, uh, from... From the looks of it, uh, gang, we're uh, we're well taken care of. The mayor sends his regards, and uh, we'll be we'll have transportation waiting for us outside. Billy, you had that drumstick that I gave you. We're gonna need it for the horse. Yeah, I still have the drumstick. It's like it's gotten like it's all smushed up in the Ziploc. It's it's not Buttercup. What do you mean it's not Buttercup? I it, it, here here this this is this is the note the mayor left us. It's mm. it's not Buttercup. Um. I'm sad. That's okay. That's well, okay. Bud. We can still have a good breakfast, bud. That's all right. Well, all right. You can you can have a good time with Slowful too. I get. He's coming. Uh, no, no. no, 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 no. For 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 the morning before we depart. Oh. I uh, get uh, two sunny side up eggs with no seasoning, not even salt, and then I get um, plain oatmeal with no seasoning, not even salt. And There's I... oatmeal. There is no oatmeal provided. So unless you've brought your own. There's no oatmeal. William, check your fanny pack. Yeah, but I need I need hot water. I don't want to. Oh, they have hot water. Ah, okay. I uh, I use that to start preparing my uh, to prepare some oatmeal. Preparing his oats. You prepare your oats. Um, uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll look over at at Stinger and say that uh, that little that little friend of yours here. Let's uh, let's try a little trick. Um, and uh, I'll I'll stand behind you. Uh, do, do you want if... me to do the thumb trick? Uh, if, if oh, if you can do the thumb trick while I'm doing this, this might be a little interesting. Um, I'll uh, I'll I'll cast prestidigitation, but it'll make it look like uh, it'll make it look like you're doing it. First of all, you're gonna have to tell me what that word means. Uh, it's it's just a little you know light tricks and and you know optical illusions. So it might actually uh, make that thumb trick uh, pretty great. Might you know what? Maybe we can do a whole hand. Okay, sure. <laughs> So uh, I'll I'll stand behind Stinger. Here, get get his attention. Hey, hey, buddy. Yeah. Watch this. Uh, okay. The twists and turns as the weave turns to my imagination. Some tricks and quips and simple snips. It's prestidigitation. Look at my hand. The kid faints. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No no no! This is supposed to happen. Shake him. Oh. Uh, he wakes up. Looks at you. The effect is still there, so your hand still looks like it's gone. Out again. <laughs> ah! I get, I get a little, I get a little nervous myself. I'm like, yeah. Uh, you I, shake it off. The effects goes away. Uh, the kid wakes up and he looks at you and goes, "I think I'm gonna go take a nap." But that was, just, it was just a fun trick. He just walks with his head down, and you see as he's walking, the little wooden sword that he had in his hand, he just kind of drops it and kind of walks away, sauntered. Oh well. Uh, you guys might have traumatized a child today. Might have traumatized him, but maybe then he won't go out and seek danger. So, so silver lining, silver lining. Oh, bad judgment, bad judgment. I just, I just scarf down another. Uh, yeah. So you guys all eat breakfast and you're ready to head out. Is there anything else you wanted to do before you guys go check out your cart and horse? Grab another cinnamon roll. Yeah. yeah. I um same thing, but I grabbed like some extra food just in general for us to have some extra like bread and rolls for later. Nothing that's gonna like go bad. But H- handful of oats food. that's like yeah. falling out of his hand. You open your fanny pack <laughs> and you start shoving food in, and it's the strangest thing because like you're shoving food in your fanny pack and no bulges are appearing. There's that's a bulge a... appearing from me. <laughs> for filling a fanny for, pack. For filling a fanny pack. <laughs> Is that what does it for Stare. you? <laughs> I don't have any truth serum in, in me right now. Leave me alone. Alrighty. Can we just go already? Alright. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. You guys head outside, and you see a beautiful cart waiting for you. 
There is a bench seat in the front where two of you could easily sit to drive the horses. There is a covered section in the back that the rest of you could sit in. And then behind the covered section, there's actually like a little, it's like a little additional cart that's attached. So it's very narrow, but you can put bags and stuff in it if you were to hold it that you didn't necessarily want inside the covered section with you. Hmm. Think of it as like added on storage. So it's not wide. It's only maybe, I don't know, a foot wide max, but you could get a couple things in there if you needed to. It's a mom's attic. There are two horses attached to the front, a very nice light gray one and a nice black one. All right. I I look at the horse and I look at Billiam and I look at the horse and I go, Billiam says hi. And I climb up into the bench seat to drive. Okay. Um, I uh, don't offer this particular horse any of the drumstick and... um, I do get in the in the covered part of the wagon, although I will notice that the wood is uh, oak and knock it a lot and be like, this is this is a good carriage. This is well built. This is a good one. Is it is it a fine construction? Yeah, I think so. I start like crawling around looking at all the joinery and not paying attention. <laughs> you guys load in your stuff. You see anything that you are missing too that Tony might have taken from you that maybe fell out of your backpack or whatnot is in here. So all of your equipment has been returned. Uh, you see that there are some extra rations pre-placed in the back for you. There's also a large, uh, almost like keg of water that's been placed in there because you guys are in the desert. It is rather dry. So it's a mini keg full of water for you. And you guys are good to go. Uh, if you guys wanted to stop anywhere before heading straight to the tomb, you're free to do so. Or you guys can uh, just head out. I think I'm all set. Uh, uh, Professor, did you want to uh, be up front, or would you would you like me to? Makes no difference to me. Hmm. I uh, right. double-check to make sure we have enough rations and we're good to go, and we have enough water, and uh, we're set. Uh, yeah. So everybody really quickly roll me a perception check. Well, that's a nine for Shamus. Uh, Billium, you can do it with advantage because you're looking all over the place. <laughs> 16. That's a nat 20 on the second roll. Um, Billiam is crawling all over the place and kind of climbs. You guys all saw that there was something on top of the covered section, but you couldn't quite like see what it was. Billiam looking for everything kind of crawls up there and notices there's a kite board sitting on the top. Like a sand kite is up here. Ooh. And there's just... It looks like it's tied down. You have no idea where this thing came from, Billiam, but there is a sand kite attached to the roof of your carriage. Oh, I do. What, what even is this thing? Some weird like kite thing? Hey, uh, hey, Stinger, what's this? Uh, what's this? This thing up here? What does this thing do? Uh, I don't know. It looks, it looks like a kite board. Oh, oh, hey, look at that! It's the kite board from yesterday. Is it just a... From yesterday. Yes, yeah, yeah, the one that we took over. Should I just cut it off the carriage? No, 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 no. We can can keep that as an extra mode of transportation should we need it. Okay, we could stay in the carriage. uh, Yes, but uh, we could use that to scout around if it's it's necessary. That seems dangerous. That doesn't look like there's any seatbelts on this. Oh, there aren't, there aren't. Oh, oh, goodness. But it's a fun time. Are you you tall enough to drive this? Uh, yes, yes, yes. You meet exactly. the height requirements. Oh, there aren't any. Oh, okay. Aren't any. Yeah. The pole extends all the way down to the bottom, so as long as you can grab the pole. I, that's not a problem for me. That seems so there dangerous. It is. There it is. The setup and the pitch. Okay. Uh, I'm the catcher. You guys climb into this carriage. <laughs> you guys climb up into this carriage. Everybody's taking their positions. We've checked to make sure that all the joinings are good, that the wheels are fine, that the horses are well. And you guys have plenty of food, water, rations to go. All right. Stinger, you want to take us off? Sure. Yeah. You guys pull out of the base and onto the strip. It's active with people again. Same noises and scenes that you saw. There are still people shimmy shaking. Boobies. Oh, yep. That's, that, there's, that, there's a parent. Oh, there's another parent. Yeah, there you go. I roll my eyes again. <laughs> uh, Stinger and Seamus are playing find the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> the professor and I are disappointed in our friends. There's no license plate game in this world, so instead we're playing the cup size game. Yeah, there's no license plate game, so instead it's the cup size game. Um, oh, not very woke. 
Not very welcome. You guys drive down the strip and you start to pull out of the area. Um, buildings become fewer. There's a little bit more space in between them. And right as you hit the edge, you notice that there are a few dilapidated homes down here. And you pull out into the desert. The farther you get away from the strip, the quieter the sound gets as you head towards the giant pyramid that you can see. And this pyramid, yes, is a pyramid. It is triangular in shape. However, it has these odd shapes that kind of come off the sides of it. And there's... I don't want to call it a rectangle, but it, it it's just a very odd abstract shape that's kind of jutting out each side. And it almost looks like those are possible entry points as maybe like an, an entry hallway or room, if you would. But they are definitely oddly shaped. Professor. Yes. What the hell is that? That's the tomb. No, the, 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 the thing is coming out of it. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've been here. All right. Well, what can you tell me about the tomb? I've been here. And Roll a history check. It wasn't great. Roll a history check with advantage to see how much you remember from that day. How does an eight look? Uh, you had a very traumatic experience in this tomb, and therefore you have shut most of it out of your memory. Mm-hmm. It's a tomb. Mm-hmm. There's stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember there being puzzles. It wasn't easy to get through. It's not like you walked in, found what you wanted, and walked out. There was definitely things that are bad in there. Uh, there was gold and rubies. There were definitely treasures in there. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it wasn't fun. It wasn't a great day for you. It really wasn't. Can I roll an investigation check to see if there's any track marks of like other carriages that have come by here? Yeah, recently? go ahead. All right. How was a nineteen? Uh, great. So you kind of, as you guys are going along, especially you because you're driving, you're kind of scanning the surrounding areas. You see that there are other marks here it's kind of hard though because they're this is a desert so there's sand whipping around so any tracks that are there are kind of very easily brushed away especially on a windy day but you are on this very rudimentary paved pathway towards the tomb uh this is an area well known to adventurers many people try to go in here so it is paved luckily it's not totally out in the middle of nowhere um and inside like the crack marks of this worn road you can see that there's old carriage tracks and stuff that have gone through more recently however you do see that there is some fresh blood trail that's kind of heading down this pathway you can't tell whether it's going or coming but there is a little bit of a blood trail uh doesn't look like somebody died but they're probably not feeling great and you also notice that there are footprints that you don't necessarily recognize in the sand kind of next to the carriage Hey guys. Yeah. Guys, look. Uh, look. There's there's bl- uh, blood, or there's there's Ooh. something wet in the in the sand. Huh. I'm not surprised. This place is dangerous as all hell. Oh, but the, the, this looks pretty new. Probably we could have probably passed somebody that was bleeding profusely. Hmm. All right. Well, I want anybody who is not inside the covered <laughs> portion of the carriage. So I believe that is Stinger and Seamus to roll me a. Uh, perception check. 19. 8. Uh, Seamus, as he is pointing out the blood and the stuff in the car- uh, on the path, you notice that there are footprints next to the carriage. And it's odd because they are appearing at the same time as the carriage is rolling down. So you look ahead a little bit and there are no footprints, but then as the carriage approaches that spot, the footprints start to begin just next to you. What the fuck? Hey. And hey. it is on your side. What? What's hey. going on? All right. Um, all right. Take take a look. See? See how there's, there's no footprints? And there. There. See? There's another footprint. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. You're, that, you're right. That's weird. The right. minute you say there and they've realized that you have spotted what is going on, almost out of nowhere this kind of like phases into being you see a lizard folk there everyone roll initiative oh 
16 for Seamus. Six. William, uh, it's going to do you one worse. I got a five. Twelve for Stinger. As you guys are pulling the carriage forward, this lizard folk appears. Stinger pulls on the rein, slows the carriage down a little Whoa. bit. One of them phases in. And then slowly you see in front of you, into the side of you, three more phase into existence. And that's where we'll end our session. Oh, oh wowee. Uh, thank you guys for listening to session three. We hope everybody here had a happy and safe holiday that just passed. And we'd like to take this time out to uh, send you over to our Facebook page and Instagram if you can. Uh, that's going to be Dice on 20. That's D-I-C-E-O-N-2-0. And go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rate and a review if you don't mind. It's the only platform for some reason that allows a rate and review. And that's how everybody else gets to hear us. So if you've managed to stick with us through three episodes and you really like us or even kind of like us, please go give us a rate and a review. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Mom. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and for everybody else, we'll see you in session four. Bye. All right. <laughs>